Welcome to Alberta Conservation Association's Harvest Your Own podcast, the resource for everything hunting, navigating through the field, the butcher shop, and the kitchen. Life is all about great food. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Brad Fenson, an avid outdoor enthusiast who has worked as a freelance journalist, photographer, and public speaker for over three decades. I have hunted, fished, and foraged all my life and hope to share my passion for the outdoors. Along the way, I want to encourage everyone to harvest wild proteins and enjoy the satisfaction of providing the next meal for your family. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and inspire individuals to get outdoors and create a connection between food, health, and your future meals. Welcome to Harvest Your Own. This morning we have a special guest from the Alberta Hunter Education Instructors Association, an old friend of mine, Ellen Orr. And Ellen is the yep. Assistant Conservation Education Coordinator and uh, been there over seven years. How's Ellen today? Well, I'm doing great, Brad. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking. Yeah, I've been here for just about seven and a half years. Um, working out of Calgary, I'm responsible for most of the training that happens from Red Deer South. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a great organization to work with. We get to work with a lot of... Um, a lot of hunters, anglers, uh, outdoors people, and um, certainly uh, a number of um, of people who are trying to get into hunting. Uh, people that I would call non-traditional hunters, um, mainly being women and, and youth. And we're really trying to focus on those non-traditional hunters in our programming uh, as we move forward. You know, I think it must be working, Alan, because I understand that Alberta has some of the highest numbers of youth hunters and new hunters in North America. Yeah, that's right, Brad. Actually, um, we are the only jurisdiction in North America where the hunter numbers are actually increasing on an annual basis. And um, we take uh, we take our share of credit for that. Um I know that we run a number of uh, uh, programs that involve youth and and uh, women, and our our um, annual student intake in the past has averaged around 100,000 students per year. Now, of course, with COVID, that slowed us down a little bit, but uh, um, I think that we are fortunate in Alberta to to have an organization like AHEA, and I'm not just saying that because I work here, but <laughs> it's uh, I've always admired the organization, and I think it's made a huge difference in uh, assisting people and enabling people in getting out into the wild and, and doing some hunting or, or enjoying whatever they enjoy out in the wilderness. Absolutely, and uh, you know, AHEA, the Alberta Hunter Education Instructors Association, has been around for, oh, how many years is it? Well, I think we're 55-ish, something like that. Right. I remember when it, I I remember some of the beginning and when it started. I'm not that old, but uh, I do know (laughs) that the program has influenced a lot of hunter education in the rest of North America. It sort of set the model, set the stage, developed the program, developed the manuals, and a lot of other jurisdictions have, uh, have used it because there's no sense recreating the wheel when it comes to education and getting people involved. That's right. Um, there are a number of jurisdictions that that are using material. Well, that's very similar to ours. Um, and in fact, our uh, our course is recognized in most of the provinces and states as being um, uh, 
satisfactory for getting their license. Right. So let's jump right into it. Uh, this, sure. this particular episode is sort of dedicated to youth and uh, what's out there for them to get started, um, how to initiate them into the, the hunting fraternity and uh, introduce them properly. So let's start with the mm-hmm. definition of a youth. Uh, what defines a youth hunter in Alberta? Youth hunter is a person who is um, between the ages of 12 and 17 for big game, um, 10 years of age and up for migratory or for birds, uh, game birds. And um, yeah, there's a number of different licenses that they can get and uh, we can discuss those as we go along. But yeah, it's um, 12 to 17 for for most of uh most of the game and from 10 years old and up for game birds. And I know there'll probably be a bunch of youth listening and some parents, uh, that might be interested in getting kids involved or, or an aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, or something like that. You know, it's, it's interesting that we have, um, age limits, uh, for hunting in Alberta, other jurisdictions leave it open. And it is a good question. It's when is somebody ready to hunt and harvest an animal and deal with the emotions of it? And that's really hard mm-hmm. to answer because everyone is so different. But um, I'm sure you get that a lot. And, you know, 10-year-olds being able to harvest birds, when would they be enrolling to take a hunter education course? Well, they can take a hunter education course pretty much any time because it's online. It's available through our website, ahia.com, dot com, And um, we have a number of... of um, programs, a number of courses like the Hunter Ed course, and we have a number of uh, free information there as well that they can go through and that'll help them get going. But that's uh, that's one place they can go. Um, myself, personally, if I had uh, a young person who was looking at getting into hunting, I would want them to, I would prefer that they go uh, to a, a course where there's a teacher so that they could ask questions and they tend to get more information out of it. Um, and to that end, we have a number of hunter education camps at our Alfred Lake facility near Caroline, which is um, west of Red Deer. It's, uh, it's uh, nestled right in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's a beautiful place. And during July, we hold four youth camps where we teach them uh, hunter ed and the firearm safety course and they get to do a bit of shooting, a bit of archery, uh, some 3D and target archery. And they get to meet kids that are interested in doing the same thing. And they get to do this outside and and um, spend uh, uh, almost five days doing things that they love doing. And um, I can tell you from personal experience, I took my sons there when they were 12. And uh, it was just the greatest experience. Uh, it was before I started working with Ahia. With and it was one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, join this organization was because of the fantastic experience that we had there. I really strongly recommend that if you have a young person who's interested in getting hunting and uh, getting their firearm safety course, that uh, that your listeners look for our hunter ed camps. And I'm not just saying that because I work for this organization. I'm saying it because it's uh, it's just one of the best ways to learn. And they, they show up on a Sunday evening, and then by Friday noon, they go home and they have their firearm safety course, and they also have the um, the hunter ed course. 
Sounds like my kind of camping. I think I'd enjoy it too, even though I don't fit into the age requirements. But I agree with you, Ellen. <laughs> the interaction that you, uh, you know, obtain from a hands-on environment versus the computer is so much different. And I'm not saying the computer isn't a good route to go. Lots of people live remote or they're, you know, schedules don't allow camps or a, an in-classroom experience. So there's great opportunity for everyone to fulfill a requirement of hunter education. But if you do get to take it that extra step and get into a classroom or better yet, go to a camp, I think that really takes it to the next level in terms of learning and engaging that youth into wanting to do more, wanting to experience more and having the confidence to go out and be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it makes such a difference and, and you're right. Um, sometimes it's just not feasible and not possible to do uh, a face-to-face type course. And uh, I mean, let's face it, that's why the online courses are there for those that aren't able to, um, to attend camps or attend courses. There's also another avenue for them to get their training and that is through schools. Um, quite a large number of schools now are, are holding under education classes in the schools as part of the curriculum. And uh, I actually run a, a teacher's workshop in July where I certify teachers to teach hunter ed and a few other things in the classroom. So some of the schools are making it um, available as part of curriculum, part of their outdoor education program. And if your listeners are in a school where that isn't available, um, have them talk to principal or, or outdoor ed teacher and that person can get a hold of me and we can set up something to, to bring hunter education and a few of our other programs right into the school where, where the kids will learn in the school and uh, they'll get credit for it. And um, it just helps uh, expose them to something different that they may not have gotten elsewhere. Yeah, they're, they're great classes. Our niece just took the Hunter Ed in outdoor education this past year. And she, you know, she's from a family that doesn't hunt and she loved it. Like she's really engaged. She did projects. She was phoning and she's asked me if she can go out this fall. So I know that it does influence kids and it's a great way of learning. It's right within your educational uh, institutions uh, the courses are designed to to teach um, in the in the school classroom, and uh, many of them have uh, field trips and workshops that make it pretty interesting. I know I did some virtual question and answers with some outdoor ed classes that were taking hunter ed last year. the The teachers and instructors were looking to to take the program a little bit further and uh, get the kids more involved, and they were all uh, very keen and and lots of excellent questions and excellent knowledge base. You know, they, they, kids are like sponges. They pick things up pretty quick. So, mm. you know, if, if we can yeah. put them in an environment where they can get more from the experience, they certainly will take advantage of it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we also um, offer the teachers the opportunity to go to Alfred Lake to take the kids up there and give them the experiences that the youth that come up to our youth camps in July get. So, um, they can come up and we have accommodations there, uh, rustic cabins. And when I say rustic, I don't mean, uh, you know, a beautiful log cabin with a fireplace. I mean, just, it's just your basic cabin with, uh, beds in it. Uh, people have to bring their own sleeping bags or, or whatever. Um, but there's shower facilities, there's, there's uh, cooking facilities there. And the teachers can bring their class up there. They can use the cabins or they can stay out in the bush and they 
part of the program would be they'd build their own lean-to and sleep there and um, cook their own meals and that kind of thing. And we'll take them out. We'll do some shooting with them, some archery and and um, fishing we can do and whatever else they want to do. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for schools, for teachers to not only have the classroom learning, but also being able to be able to put most of that um, to a hands-on aspect uh, where they can, where they can, kids can actually practice some of the things that they learned in the hunter ed. Now we don't uh, we don't take them hunting from those camps, but they get the outdoor experience, and, and maybe that will get them geared up and and uh, ready for hunting or, or get the interest up so that they can uh, talk to somebody about going hunting. Uh, as they uh, develop throughout their, their life. You know, absolutely. We've uh, worked with AHIA quite a bit with Harvest Your Own, and Harvest Your Own mm-hmm. has a tremendous amount of information about how to get started, how to pick a firearm, all the, the questions that people might have when they're getting started. So, you know, if, uh, if there's somebody out there looking for more information, uh, Harvest Your Own is a great place to look, as well as the AHIA website. This podcast is produced for Harvest Your Own, a program dedicated to those who want to reconnect with food and health through their experiences outdoors. HarvestYourOwn.ca is a resource for individuals to learn more about hunting and the outdoors. There's information to get you started and ensure that your compass stays pointed in the right direction to be successful. Where's your next meal coming from? Yeah, absolutely. During COVID, we were pretty busy putting together workbooks um, on a number of different topics that uh, people can go and take a look at. They can download them for free. And um, there's things from uh, everything from uh, map and compass work to um, how to uh, how to determine which chokes you want to have on your shotgun, um, how to tie knots, survival essentials. There's, there's a number of different things that we have there. So that um, we want people to, and, and it's all free. It's all downloadable free. So the important thing, I guess, for us and our mandate is to get the information out there. We're a nonprofit. We're a charity. We we don't, um, we're not in it for the bucks, obviously. Uh, we do fundraisers, but the idea is that we are trying to make things accessible to everybody. And so if, uh, for example, if somebody wants to come into our classroom and take a hunter ed course or a firearm safety course. If they come into our classrooms in Calgary, Edmonton, and we don't charge a specific price. We, we uh, ask for donations or we, we offer the opportunity for a donation and people can pay what they're, what they're able to pay. So that removes the, the, that one barrier. And um, like I say, that's what we do. So, you know, if somebody's having a difficult time and and uh, can't afford the however many dollars that somebody might be charging um, away from our offices, just make arrangements. Now, we do have quite a bit of a backlog uh, because our offices have been closed for training for the past couple of years, but you can get put on the waiting list and um, we'll phone you and get you in as quickly as we can. And that's for everyone from uh, um, 10 years and up for the hunter ed and 12 years and up for the fire and safety. Yeah. And I think those are excellent programs. Uh, we know that by the number of graduates in Alberta, how many people have graduated from hunter ed? Oh, that's a good question. I don't have that <laughs> you know, number. 
uh, it was several <laughs> years ago that I was at an, the Wise Awards and they presented a young fellow with a firearm because he was the one millionth graduate of the course in Alberta. So it, uh, yeah. I know we're well beyond that, which means we've touched an awful lot of lives. And it's important as hunters, we're influencing people and letting them know who we are, what we do, what our values are, what's important to us, and whether they become hunters in the future or not, they have a better understanding of hunting and, and they're often more acceptable or accepting of people that do want to hunt. So, you know, this is a great introduction. It's a good way to get people interested and involved in hunting, but it's a, also a great way to to change the way society views hunting uh, overall. Right, and and you made a really good point there um, about... It, it, it can help them talk with people who are are not hunters. Um, I strongly encourage people, whether they are for or against hunting or for or against firearms, to take these courses and learn about them, especially the firearms course. Uh, we get so many people that are, are just deathly afraid of firearms. And I mean, firearms can be dangerous in the, in the wrong hands and used irresponsibly. But... Um, I really encourage when, when, um, especially when we have young people coming into the courses, I really try and encourage the parents to take the course as well. And just so that they understand what we're going through and what we're talking about. And, and, uh, not that I'm trying to encourage them to buy firearms if they don't want to. I just want them to be familiar and, and understand, uh, you know, what we're, what we're trying to do. So I think that, that hunting and, um, uh, firearm sports like trap and clay and target shooting, that kind of thing. There are family events that can happen for, I mean, until a person's well into their, their golden years, uh, <laughs> which we're getting close to my friend. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything about that comment. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it can be an intergenerational thing. You know, I hear all, all the time people talk about, uh, yeah, I started with my grandfather and, you know, and my answer to that is usually, um, okay, well, let's see if we can, uh, see if we can correct some of those habits. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, uh, well, we, you know, we all have, uh, family members that have done things for forever and ever, and that's the way it is. So, but, uh, yeah, the more, more people that we get to our courses and you mentioned a million people, um, yeah, we put through the two millionth grad, uh, and that's overall like of all our programs and, um, Hunter Ed and Firearms and everything. And, uh, so yeah, we're up past two million people with, uh, with all the courses. And I, I'm sorry, I don't have the breakdown for, no, for Hunter Ed exactly what it is. You know, um, but it's a, it's a major part of that number. Yeah. And it, it's a good reason why Alberta is leading in North America in terms of getting youth hunters and women hunters and new hunters out into the field. And, you know, even our, our, our government recognizes it and they've done a lot to encourage hunting. You know, it was 2019 when Alberta lowered the age for a requirement for first time bird hunters to 10 from 12. And I remember it wasn't too many years ago, they lowered the age for big game hunters from 14 to 12. And, uh, mm -hmm. those are all things that have encouraged kids to get involved at a younger age. And, uh, we all know that when you, give them an activity, whether it's baseball, golf, soccer, or a shotgun to shoot clays or birds, uh, they can quickly uh, develop a love for it and uh, just carry it into their adulthood. So there's Absolutely. never a better time to, to try to influence. Now, we, we get youth involved. 
um, we get them to a course which gives them a really broad introduction of hunting and conservation. Like it's not just, you know, shoot a bird, clean it, eat it. It's way more than that. What are the next steps in terms of getting someone involved to get out on an actual hunt? Well, the, um, the next step is to, uh, is to get him geared up and get him out there as quick as possible. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's not anywhere near as easy as what it sounds. We have, and we're not the organization, the only organization that does this, um, but we have mentored hunt programs where we will actually take uh, youth, well, we'll take any novice hunters, but we'd like to focus on non-traditional hunters. And uh, we'll take them out. We'll help them get their licenses and whatever documents they need. We can supply a firearm and ammunition. We can drive them out to the hunting location. We'll find them a mentor, somebody who has uh, gone through our series of checks and balances, which includes a criminal record check and references. And we will pair them and have them spend a uh, day or or two or whatever the agreement is <clears throat> out in the field with a mentor. We have all kinds of different programs throughout the province for mentorship. Um, most of them are a one-on-one and I, I've taken people out myself and gotten them their first year and and um, it's, a, it's a very moving experience for some people. Um, so we do have individual mentors we have also uh, a group on the east side of the province who has um, their Fish and Game Club has set up uh, basically a hunting camp for new hunters, and they'll invite new hunters out, and they'll spend uh, an entire weekend with them, and they'll be e- either hunting birds or, or deer, and um, they'll harvest the animals, they'll, they'll uh, process them, they'll... Uh, skin them and hang them for them and and the the hunters will spend the night in camp with the mentors uh, one of whom is a fish and wildlife officer so they're getting some of the some of the legal um, advice as well and it becomes a, a weekend experience for them and that i think is fantastic and if there's any organizations that are listening that would that would want to do that please get a hold of me and let's get that going because i think that is just an amazing way to introduce kids to to hunting. Uh, We also have another group in the Southwest that the Fish and Game Club runs uh, Mentored Hunt for Youth, where they will just, uh, they will designate two days, a Saturday and a Sunday to go and hunt mule deer. And um, they, rather than a camp situation, they just meet in the mornings all the mentors and all the hunters and they're paired up and, and away they go. Now, all of these organizations, uh, well, and the individuals too, will take the kids out or the hunters out beforehand and do some shooting. Um, I take them to a couple of different ranges in Calgary here and make sure that they know how to handle a firearm, make sure they can aim properly, that they're comfortable with shooting a high-powered rifle or a shotgun or, or whatever. And so there is some of that beforehand. And uh, when we feel that they're ready, we will actually take them out and um, see if we can find them uh, a bird or a deer or whatever and and help them understand that even if they don't harvest anything that day, 
it's still a good and successful day getting away from the city, getting away from whatever's bothering you and getting out in the wilderness and wandering around and listening to the squirrels and the birds and watching porcupines and, you know, doing what we do when we're out there. It's more than just, uh, more than just killing an animal. It's so much more than that. And, and one of the things, uh, as I just mentioned, uh, I, I can't emphasize enough that success isn't just bringing an animal home. Success is being out there. And, and if I, if I bring a kid home from a hunt, we didn't bring anything home with us, but he tells me it was one of the best days ever, then I know it was a success. And, and that kid's going to carry on and, and he's going to uh, be a good hunter and will likely be mentoring somebody else as he gets older. Yeah, I mean, the total experience is, it's hard to explain to anyone that hasn't done it, but it uh, it's what makes things addicting and makes you want to be back out there. Anyone looking for information on how to get youth involved can go to AHIA or the Harvest Your Own sites where there's articles and information on how to get started and what programs there are with appropriate websites and contact information. This podcast was made possible by Alberta Conservation Association and the Harvest Your Own community. If you're interested in harvesting your own food, there's a comprehensive collection of information to gain insight and knowledge, head to the field, harvest your own protein, prepare it, and taste the results. HarvestYourOwn.ca is a library of information from getting started and geared up to processing, butchering, and cooking wild game to make the connection between health and food. You know, we talked a a fair bit about mentors, and I would like to challenge all the hunters in the province to become a mentor. Uh, I've got friends that make a point of taking out new hunters every year for waterfowl, and they have introduced more people to duck and goose hunting than anyone I know, and they've really made a big difference of in inspiring people to get out and enjoy it and not uh, look at it as a task that is so huge that they couldn't be successful. So hunters mm-hmm. that hunters that are familiar with uh, shooting upland or hunting waterfowl or, you know, have an area where they know they could harvest a, a white-tailed doe or put in for a mule doe, those are great opportunities to introduce somebody new, take out a youth or a first-time hunter, and share your knowledge and experience. That first-hand knowledge and experience is so hard to, you, you just can't recreate it. It's such a big learning tool and... Uh, it's so emotional for a person. It's really what attracts them back in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really encourage those folks that are taking new hunters out to let us know that they're doing this. Um, we we are not a lobby group, but we do report to government. And the more numbers we can put at government saying that there's this many people being mentored, this, this is how important hunting is to us, um, then then we're going to help ensure that government sees how important it is to the province. Uh, and, and the other point I'd like to make is one of the reasons why established hunters might not want to get involved in a mentorship program is because they don't want to give up their, their honey hole. And that's not the point of this. The, the point of this is not to, to take them out and harvest the biggest buck that they can find our mentorship programs are geared towards uh, does i take uh, people down to um, a place um, south of fort mcleod that that the, uh, the the place is overrun with 
whitetails and the uh, landowner wants us to take some does out there. So we go do that. Uh, certainly not looking for a great big doe. <laughs> we're, just, we're looking for the experience. And, uh, and so, yeah, if, if your listeners have a place um, that they can get access to, it doesn't have to be their favorite spot. Uh, it just has to be a spot where people can go out and see a deer or two and, you know, maybe take a take a shot at one, and um, um, you know, practice everything that goes along with the hunting. Um, you know, the, the the crawling on your belly, the you know, the whole aspect of it. That's the important part, and so it doesn't have to be a, a, a the best hunting spot in the world. Just, but if we don't get people involved, we're going to lose hunting. We just I mean, look what happened with the announcement on the handguns uh, and everything that uh, our prime minister was talking about. Uh, we're we're under attack. We're there. There are people looking to shut us down, and uh, we need to show. We need to make sure that government understands that it's an important activity in Alberta, and that uh, we're getting as many people as involved. So. Uh, as I say, if you're taking somebody out, if you're mentoring somebody, they're a novice, first-time hunter, please just let us know that you've done that, and then we will move that information, uh, not personal information, just the numbers. We'll move those numbers forward to government. Absolutely. And, you know, again, uh, the Alberta government does a lot to promote hunting and youth involvement and all the rest of it. Uh, the fourth Sunday of September is Waterfowl Heritage Days and Provincial Hunting Day, and it has a right. youth hunting initiative component that is very important. You know, um, a seasoned hunter that has a license has an opportunity to take a youth out and basically harvest uh, some birds under their permit. Uh, So the youth wouldn't even need to buy a license on that specific day and they could go out and enjoy the the time in the field. Now the, the mentor or the adult that is taking people doesn't actually carry a gun or do any hunting, but this is a great initiative mm-hmm. to celebrate the fact that we are hunters and that we can pass on our traditions. Absolutely. And uh, we celebrate for, uh, Provincial Hunting Day as well. We don't have um, a, an actual hunt planned for that day, but we open up our ranges at Duinton, which is just south of Calgary. It's a, it's a, one of the finest shotgun shooting places in uh, in Canada, really. And we also open up our camp at Alfred Lake up near Caroline for the general public to come, and they can try the different things. They can try some shooting. They can try some archery. We have some. Um, we have a fishing simulator, even though it's not fishing day. <laughs> we we can put that up. We we just want to get people involved and get them interested in the outdoors. And provincial hunting day is just one more way that that we do that. And it's uh, it's something that we uh, are quite proud of, and we love doing it. We love having people coming out to our facilities. Um, there's no cost for provincial hunting day. Just come out and enjoy the day. And um, if you're lucky, we'll feed you a hot dog and uh, you know, a bottle of pop or something. And uh, just introduce you to who we are. And, and we love to have people coming out all the time. You know, we've covered a lot of ground today. There are so many opportunities for people to get their youth or first-time hunters involved from the first hunter ed course to a camp to uh, provincial hunting day. Uh, mentorship programs. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for people that 
don't have family, don't have background, don't know where to turn, don't know where to start. You know, and the steps are easy. They're laid out for us. Uh, whether you go to AHIA directly or look it up on Harvest Your Own, you're going to get directed back over to AHIA. Uh, the programs are there. The people are there. The infrastructure is there. And I think uh, the general uh, knowledge and desire is there as well to make sure that we do pass on our traditions and our heritage because the hunting heritage in Canada is very strong and it goes back a long ways. I know in, in my family it's... Uh, it's deep rooted is the way I'd put it. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm proud to be a hunter and I'm, it makes me feel good when I can introduce somebody new to it and, uh, whether they're successful or not, uh, they embrace it and want to take it a step further in their life and have it become part of their life. Because I think hunting actually helps define me and is a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's more than a pastime. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've seen with our mentored hunt programs, is an increasing number of families who have a youngster that wants to hunt, but none of, no one else in the family does. And, and the parents will get a hold of us and we'll set up a, a meeting and we'll get the youngster going and, and getting into a hunt. And boy, you know, I just give those parents so much credit because even though they may be uh, philosophically opposed uh, or, or disinterested in what happens with the hunting, they're, they're there and they're supporting what, what their kids want to do. And I think that's just fantastic. And any of the parents that are listening that, that are, are wanting if they should get their kids involved, I can promise you that your kid's going to have a safe, uh, a wonderful experience in everything that we're going to help them do, uh, right from the learning the hunter ed course to the firearms safety course to doing some shooting to actually going on the mentored hunt. It's, it's going to be nothing but a, a positive experience for them. Absolutely. Um, we're, we're deep rooted in Alberta. We have the programs that are used nationwide. Uh, we've won lots of awards and I uh, hope that we can continue to influence people in a positive direction and get them out uh, to experience hunting or, or just better understand Uh, what we do and who we are as hunters. So Ellen, we've covered Mm -hmm. so much ground. I'd like to thank you very much for the information. Again, give us the coordinates for the Alberta Hunter Education Instructors Association. Sure. So um, we have our website is ahia.com. It's A-H-E-I-A.com. Our Calgary office is a toll-free number 1-866-852-4342. And our Edmonton office toll free is one eight six six two eight two four three four two. Very good. I'd like to thank you again for coming on the show and helping inspire people to get outdoors and get our youth involved as well. My pleasure, Brad. It's been great talking to you. We hope to inspire people to reconnect with nature and appreciate where your food comes from by harvesting your own. For more information on getting started or to learn specifics about the Field to Fork experience, visit harvestyourown.ca and follow on Facebook and Instagram. Check back often for new material, recipes, and videos that are posted regularly. Please subscribe to Harvest Your Own podcast and take the time to rate and review the show to help us build a dedicated core of passionate hunters as our regular audience. Until next time, embrace the outdoors and all it has to offer. Thanks for joining us.